This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. I've heard it from other dealers, and they will say that you really have two options when training people. You either put in the time up front, or you are constantly on the phone with them when they're out in the field, and you can't get your own work done. That's Tanya Lubner, PhD and the WQA Professional Certification and Training Director, talking about the MEP, the Modular Education Program, and its potential impact on your bottom line. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at wqa.org and on social media. This is episode number 141. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or most podcast apps. You can also find a link right on the WQA homepage at wqa.org. In this episode, you'll hear the conversation Tanya and I had during our recent WQA coffee break on Facebook, offering helpful tips and ideas for utilizing the MEP. Plus, I'll have our WQA tip. Now, on to my conversation with Tanya Lubner on WQA Radio. cover why we decided to structure the program the way it's structured and we're going to start with uh, the return on investment right now the MEP the modular education program uh, for some people who go way back they remember the books and you had to open the books and study and then take the test and now the modular education program it's all online and I know for some people that's that's still a change some people are still getting used to it but why are we structuring it that way? So we actually, the MEP has uh, three ways in which it provides information, in which it tries to teach content. And doing it in those three ways actually goes along with the best practices of the training industry. It makes sure that the content gets really internalized by the student. So we start with a little bit of background reading, Uh, We then follow up with some e-learning to help the learner better understand the background reading. And then, this is the unique part, and this is the biggest of the changes from the books, we have the learner do a field activity that really helps them understand how to apply the concept that they've been studying. Now, this field activity also pulls in either the learner's manager or uh, maybe somebody more experienced within the company to really help them understand that application portion of it. And that's what we call a mentor. And, and that, that's really effective because that mentor provides that seasoned wisdom and experience and, uh, and influence as well. Yeah, you get to transfer the company culture. You get to um, make sure that the learner is learning the right things the first time. One of the worst things that can happen is the learner uh, goes out and learns by trial and error, and sometimes they learn the right thing, and sometimes they learn the not so right thing for the wrong reasons, and then you gotta unlearn. So the efficiency driver of the MEP is that you uh, do have your learner learning the right thing the first time. Well, you're touching on an important area because the, uh, the question comes up often, 
what's the ROI? We're putting in all of this time. Is there a return on investment? And uh, we actually had uh, a presentation at mid-year just this past month, and Greg Reinecke, who is the chairperson for the Professional Certification uh, Committee, talked about ROI. And, And let's play a portion of his remarks right now. So I did some calculations looking at <clears throat> the training cost in our organization versus signing somebody up for the MEP. And we calculated in a one-year MEP subscription that we get an ROI at approximately four months, which is impressive. That's better than any investment I've ever done. So, uh, clearly, uh, Greg is very um confident that there is an ROI and perhaps even faster than some people might expect. And sure, and he's had the opportunity to try both methods. And um, what he says about uh, the MEP and the ROI that he sees is not unique to him. I've heard it from other dealers. And they will say that you really have two options when training people. You either put in the time up front or you are constantly on the phone with them when they're out in the field and you can't get your own work done. We have a, a quote from a, a member who expressed that very comment. If you're, you're, if you're not investing up front, you are going to be uh, following up with any number of calls and, and so forth. Uh, that'll, that'll continue to be a problem down the road. Yeah, so again, efficiency by using the MEP. You've got a standard, an industry-recognized standard for the education content. You've got the right answer right there as well. And... Uh, The other part of the structure is that it helps keep the learner on track. Uh, And the MEP with its hands-on training really uh, works like an apprenticeship. And apprenticeships have been used to train uh, skills trades people uh, for hundreds of years. So what the MEP does, though, is it takes the haphazardness out of it. So there's a very definite structure. You progress from one concept to the next. And again, that brings in in some efficiency, time efficiency for the training as well. And this is unique uh, from WQA's perspective. Well, the training program is unique in the industry. But when you look at other uh, professions that uh, offer professional certification, what isn't unique is, again, that ROI. I've talked to a number of colleagues that work in a variety of professions, uh, a variety of associations that do professional certification. And as far as the time investment, they hear the same thing. There is a little bit of a hesitancy to uh, invest that time up front. But then on the ROI, again, they hear what we're hearing, that when you make that time investment, you as a manager, are really able to have an engaged workforce. The employees are uh, more satisfied with their jobs. They're more likely to stay with you. And these days, finding a new employee can be pretty expensive. And uh, as a manager, once you are confident in your trained personnel, you can, again, you can focus on your own work. And I think we have a graphic as well. I don't know if we put that up here, but if we have, great. You've seen the, the cost of the initial upfront investment versus the cost of having to deal with issues, callbacks, mistakes, problems in the field, any number of things that could occur. So there really is that trade-off. You can put the time up front, put the time in up front, I should say, 
or have to deal with these issues later on. So that's the real value of the MEP. Yeah, and when you look at that table with the callbacks, it can really snowball. Uh, a callback can turn into a significant loss of reputation and as a result, a loss of customers and uh, acquiring new customers is a pretty expensive prospect as well. Well, we're talking with you at the WQA coffee break. I uh, hope you've had a one or two, perhaps three cups of coffee, whatever it needs, whatever you need to keep going this morning as you end your week. And again, we're going to be doing these on a monthly basis. Tanya and I will be here with uh, additional training information, tips. In fact, tips. What is our tip of the month? So we're talking about uh, the fact that the mentor does need to, the manager needs to invest a little bit of time. And we wanted to make that time investment easier to plan for both the mentor and the learner. So we have a tool on our website called Learner Progress Tracking. It's part of our mentor tools on the MEP. And what this does is lays out what the learner is going to be learning every week and how many activities recommended and uh, what the mentor can expect to have to review and the mentor's time commitment. I think that makes it a little bit easier to stay on track. It makes it less overwhelming. And there are there's that tool plus a number of other resources available at the WQA website, wqa.org. And if somebody needs to reach out, get a hold of you or your team, how can they do that? Well, there are a couple of ways. You can, uh, if you'd like to send us an email, we're at education at wqa.org. You can also reach us by calling the main WQA number, which is up on screen, and asking for the education department. All right. Again, education at wqa.org. Well, this has been fun. First coffee break uh, at WQA. We're, uh, we're excited about what we have started, and we hope you can let others know about it. Obviously, again, gather your staff and, and uh, plan to meet us again in November for the next one. And what will we be covering at the next coffee break, Tanya? So for the next one, we're going to talk about some guideposts that the MEP program has, which helps the learner understand uh, where they are and navigate the program a little bit better. All right, and now joining us is John McCartan, who is with the Professional Certification and Training Department. And John, always great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Great to be here. Thanks, Wes. And since we are following up on my conversation with Tanya about the MEP and ways people can get involved, I know that the MEP is a very, very good onboarding tool and something that maybe some of our members may not have considered. And why don't you tell us a little bit about how it can be used in, in that way as an onboarding tool? Absolutely, Wes. Since it is the modular education program, that modular bit means that you, we break it down into a stepwise approach. And the first step is the basics module. So you can use that for onboarding your employees and get them started in their certification path right away. Or you can just use that as an onboarding tool and get them trained up and ready to go. All right. And then, it, and as you say, from a modular standpoint, then it can be used in successive ways for higher and higher levels of learning. Absolutely. After you start with the basics, uh, if you find they are really taking to the job role, taking to their career, you can move them on to the fundamentals and then eventually pick a core area of specialty to get them certified. Now, does that work for 
a dealer and a manufacturer? It's really dealer focused. We actually do have a separate product tailored for manufacturers. We have our introduction to water contaminants and treatment certificate. That's the basics module, but has all those field activities that are focused towards dealers all stripped out. Okay. So again, um, either option could be used in an onboarding situation. Absolutely. We've got options for both dealers and manufacturers. So what do they need to do? What does somebody who wants to get involved and and use this tool in that way, what what should they do? They can reach out directly to me at education at wqa.org or by phone at 630-955-1589. All right, John, thanks so much. Thank you, Wes. Now our WQA tip. Have you ever wondered how our research projects at the Water Quality Research Foundation are funded? It's through the generous contributions of our members and people like you. Every contribution is meaningful. Each $50 donation, in fact, helps cover costs of daily laboratory expenses for new research. Head on over to wqrf.org donate and contribute today. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at wqa.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.